Welcome to Driving the Sea Bus, featuring insights from individual contributors from all corners, nooks, and crannies of the Columbus, Ohio region. Our goal is to get to the why of our evolving and eclectic environment, which we all share by the people driving the bus. Let's find out who's driving the bus this week. B. Wolper is president of the law firm of Emmons & Wolper, law firm Columbus, Ohio, where her practice focuses on succession planning, estate planning, oil and gas law contracts, and buying and selling of assets and businesses with an emphasis on family-owned. And with that, we'll welcome B. Wolper. Well, thank you. Welcome, B. I appreciate it. It's a, a beautiful day here in sunny Columbus, Ohio. Um, as we all know, it's very sunny in the wintertime. Oh, Columbus. it's it's just lovely, and and the weather is so lovely because you actually can be five degrees one day and forty the next. That's and, right. Yeah, they always just, say if you don't like the weather in Columbus, just wait a half hour and it'll change. Right? And this so. year, it's particularly true. That's right. That's right. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here on the podcast, and uh, um, and somebody of your experience as well. So I'm very honored that you decided to join us today. Thank you. That's very nice of you, and it's a very nice way of saying how old I am. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now tell me a little bit about, uh, we met initially, uh, how did we meet? Years ago, and, and part of it was through the Conway also, was the Conway Center for Family Business is for family businesses, and you have been generous and and stepped up to the plate to be a service provider and we appreciate it and what that does is it gives the opportunity for family businesses to join and four members of their families can come and we have monthly meetings and educational it's it's a 501c3 and we appreciate your work and your dedication to it and it for family businesses in central ohio it's a it's a real benefit so that's how we met and because you represent and you have so many family businesses and you are a family business, yes, it was are. a natural step for us to be related. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Now, in 10 words or less, uh, what is your elevator speech about, uh, about your business? Uh, in 10 words or less, which I can never do, but my legal practice is helping family businesses succeed from one generation to the next. That's perfect. And there's probably a lot of a lot of different variables and barriers oh my. and events and things that occur, right, with, uh, uh, with that kind of interaction. Well, if you think about um, a parent who ends up firing their child, Thanksgiving dinner can be a little awkward. And if you think about sibling rivalry where they hate each other and they come into meetings and say, you never let me play with toys growing up. You were always so mean. And they're 55 years old. You want to say, get over it because the family business needs to succeed and it has to move past sibling rivalry. That's right. Well, you, they, everybody's got to grow up at some point, right? And uh, We and hope the, so. Just because you're in the bloodline doesn't mean that you get the keys to the kingdom automatically. Right? And it also doesn't mean that the parent actually turns over the keys. We had a, somebody who was 90-plus who didn't think his children were ready to take over the business. Now, mind you, they were in their 70s, but they still weren't able to take it over because they just weren't experienced enough. 
Yeah, it's uh, of all the pressing things that are in the family business realm, um, you know, not making an estate uh, succession plan and related uh, procrastination of certain big decisions, you know, you've kind of cited as the big barriers right now for that business. They are. For family-owned business. They really are. Procrastination is a, is a killer. Now, is that like procrastination of facing reality? Yes, and... The first one is, oh, I'm going to do an estate plan soon, but you really don't mean it. You're just trying to get whoever's bugging you to leave the room. The next one is, oh, that's a really good idea, and I'm going to do that just as soon as, and then you fill in the blank. I come back from vacation. My child is a little older. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. And then the third one, which is a commitment, is you actually sit down and you make a plan. And it usually takes between two and four years for the journey to be completed. But if you don't start, you're never going to get to the end. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it, a lot of times. Don't you think that uh, that I hear from business owners, um, uh, whether they're family owned or not, is they feel like it's a waste of their time. Like I don't have time to do that. I have to go make the. Donuts. I'm too busy. I'm too I'm, busy I'm running too busy. the business. Right. I can't possibly think about that. And they don't really realize how much risk they're taking by not working on the business. And less and framing than up less than fifty percent actually have a plan. Really. That will be a proper succession, and I know this will be a surprise to you, but. Um, bad things can happen even when you're thinking you're going to do it next month and then nothing happens and then you're left your family in the worst possible position because the state of Ohio does have a plan for you even if you didn't do yours that's right it's a probate court and you don't want to go there <laughs> and right? you do not want to go there that's and it's right. easy to avoid right and not to mention the employees associated oh. with the business I mean, they're in the lurch as well aren't they everybody the customers, the employees, suppliers. the business, the suppliers. Columbus is in the lurch. We've had a couple of very good family businesses where there weren't any plans. Those family businesses have gone out of business. Yeah. Now, less, less than 4% can make it. Well, less than 3% can make it to the fourth generation. Yeah, it's, the odds are definitely stacked against you if you don't act. Absolutely. Right? So don't absolutely don't live. So lesson one: don't be a victim of procrastination. Absolutely. Right? Okay. So let's just say that I have a business, uh, and you know, not don't we won't take any uh, reality into this. Just a hypothetical situation. What would be the, the 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 steps that I should take on right now? So I've got a business. I you know may have a family, what have you. Um, you know, what should I do to start in planning that out? Well, one of the things is you talk to an advisor who really wants to dig into what your goals are and what you want. Do you want your business to succeed to the next generation? And over 90% of family business owners do want to succeed to the next generation. So that's the first good starting point. And then you have to say, well, if you want it to succeed, then why don't we make some plans on how to get from point A to point B? And then the next problem is the owner might have three children and say, well, I only have one that's in the business and I have these two other kids. What am I going to do with them? So then you have to plan about your assets and how to divide it. We strongly believe the people who are working in the business are the people who should end up running the business, not the people who are skiing on the slopes in Denver. Understood. How about owning the business? Uh, is that the same owning thing or is that You can more... split profits with all your kids, but the decision making needs to be with the people who know what's happening with the business. 
If the roof is leaking and you're working in the business, you're going to know the roof is leaking and you know you have to fix it. If somebody's out in Colorado, they just want the dividend. They, you know, put some tar on that. You don't right. need to fix that roof. Right. All right. Well, let's uh, okay. so be kind of get real. I mean, how do you have that conversation with the kids? I mean, how do I mean, you're with the family members and you're with the kids at work or, or the siblings or, or relatives that work in the business, the ones that are skiing in Vail or fishing or whatever they're doing, right, not being in the business. How do you have that? I mean, do you do you do you uh, you know have an intermediary that you bring in? Do you have uh, do you you know the president of the company or the patriarch of the family is the one that chairs that meeting? How we, does it happen? We advise that you always have a, a facilitator that you don't try to do it yourself. I mean, otherwise you're just ending up with family dinners, then everybody's yelling and screaming and feelings are hurt. And have somebody who knows what they're doing. I'm going to circle around and then give a plug for the Conway because there are people there who can really help lead these discussions. The discussions are difficult because you are going to tell somebody, yet yeah, no, you aren't able to run this business. We're going to give it to Sally Sue who really is able to run the business, but we're going to take care of you because I love you because you're my child. So those conversations are difficult, but they have to be done. And they start with just the founder, let the founder figure out what the founder really wants to do first. And then you sort of have a plan on how to get there, and then you increase it, and then you invite your family, and then you invite spouses of your family. Always fun. God, oh, yeah. I bet that's when <laughs> things get trued up, huh? Yes. Yeah, they really get real then. Yeah. Now, that, so that would be over multiple sessions, though. Too. Absolutely. I mean, so you don't this just lay on them and then send them down the, right. packing down the road, right? No, I mean, it, you, it doesn't happen overnight. So you talk to them and try to take it down the, uh, or up the family tree, kind of uh, out to the in-laws and such over time. And, and when it's successful, you will have a successful transition of the business where people know what's happening, are excited about it, and it works. And it really, um, we've been very fortunate that, you know, it's worked. But you have to plan it. You really have to plan it. You can't just let it happen by itself. Now, you've, some of the pieces of advice that you've given me here on our questionnaire, handy questionnaire, lets us, lets us get to the point and talk about pertinent facts. Um, you say, think about the legacy and what you want to leave for others to enjoy. Right, um, because so, so legacy the, is big. Well, think, le legacy is bigger than just yourself. It's not about you, right? It it's, isn't about you. Think about where you are. You have a family business. When you're stepping in and took over, you stepped into shoes. There was a legacy. And so now when you do planning, you plan on what am I leaving for others? And most family businesses have that. We call it the 3 a.m. waking up in the morning because you're thinking about, what can I do to make sure that this is going to continue long after I'm gone? And that's, that's, that's the real sage, legacy. Yeah, that's sage advice. We've already said here, you know, another piece of advice, just do it, which kind of reinforces the procrastination discussion we just had, that you really just have to bite the bullet and do it. It may be something that you, you really have to get out of your head that this is a waste of my time. Really, it's the best thing you could be doing. Best thing you can do. And if you do it well, you will save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Not because to if you relationships and, and relationships, yeah. oh, relationships, right. so for, yeah, for sure, relationships. But if you think about just doing a little bit of planning, you don't have to go through probate. I mean, people who don't plan 
they're going to end up in probate, and you're going to have some magistrate decide what's going to happen to your family business. Yeah. Yeah, not a good thing. No, well, that's all great advice. You know, uh, tuning to uh, or turning to our, the CBUS, the Central Ohio region, you know, right. what a great place do we have that we live in. And think you of know? all the family businesses that have started here and that are continued here. We've, we've been blessed with great businesses for Central Ohio. I mean, we're lucky. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're extremely lucky, and we've had a lot of good resources. Conway Center is a great resource. has been around for a long time. How many years are we celebrating We're this celebrating year? our 20th year. Thank you very That's much. Right. Yeah, have, 20, yeah, 20 years. You know, we also talk about some of the challenges, though, facing Columbus and the yeah. Central Ohio region. And, um, you know, I, a lot of folks have talked about skilled employees and, and, and uh, just general employment in general. You know, employment here is pretty strong um, and uh, lots of open positions. One of the uh, largest challenges when we've done a survey of family businesses is finding good help. I mean, it's just not there. Not just unskilled, but skilled. It's very difficult. And, uh, and, and they, you know, generally, too, I think that there's been... Uh, don't you think there's been a little bit too much emphasis on the four-year degree? Yes, absolutely. Can you expand upon that just a little bit? Here's a educated lady. You've done lots of great things, and you've got your Juris Doctorate, and, uh, but we're talking about the fact you don't need a four-year degree to be successful. Expand upon that. Well, first of all, there are so many family businesses in this area where the founders did not get a four-year degree, and they have children who are working in their family businesses who have come through the School of Hard Knocks. They worked there during high school in their summers and after school. And when it came time to go to college, they really, it wasn't a good fit for them. And so a lot of them went to some technical schools. Some of them went into the military. Some of them went right into the family business and they started at the bottom and they worked their way up and they probably know it better than anybody else who came out of a college with a four-year degree. So it's all over the place. Although many family businesses, when they have the requirements for what makes a family member able to come into the business, says, you know what, you either have to go work someplace else for four years, go to a college for four years, go into the military for four years, something before you come back. So you appreciate what you have here when you come back. And a lot of people in, in Columbus, the next generation have gone away and have come back and then are so grateful to be able to come back and, and realize how great family business is. Right. Yeah, I was, I kind of fall in that bucket. I was, uh, you know, Pretty wild child growing up. And, no. Uh, yeah, I learned. Uh, I went to Ohio State and majored in High Street the very first time. You know, and I was pretty good at High Street. Yeah. Ed Jennings didn't think that was a major, though, so <laughs> I needed to pick a major. Uh, but uh, I did that. I started my own business. My father encouraged me to start my own business, and before I got into the banking world, and and I, and I got to make a lot of mistakes and learn things and all that, and not uh, burn my opportunity to work with a family business. I never knew that I wanted to be a banker. I you know I just kind of happenstance into it you know so it's and kinda... usually the next gen when they're growing up and they see how hard their founder and their parents are working there oh i'm not going to do that i'm going to go out and do something else that's right and then they do something else and it's like wait i want to come back <laughs> that was really good and it is it's the best thing since sliced bread but people really need to learn how to appreciate that freedom that family business gives you and it's, and it's an incredible freedom. Freedom 
with some serious responsibility. Absolutely, and obligations, because now you have people depending on you. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. it goes hand in hand. So we've talked a little bit about the challenges of Central Ohio and uh, and the and the CBUS region. Tell me what you like most. People love the people. I grew up in New York. <laughs> People are a little different in New York. <laughs> Define. <laughs> Define. <laughs> they are oh, a little, little different. The people here actually care about you and uh, will go out of their way to help you and really go that extra mile to make sure that you and your business are right in line with what they're doing and they have high integrity and their word is their bond. If they say, yes, this is what it's going to be, for the most part, you can rely on it. That's wonderful. Yeah, the Midwestern people are um, very, uh, I don't know, it just seems like they, they uh, are, their first reaction is of innocence. It's not of being suspect. You know, they've got their hand out, you know, with the palm up instead of with their, in a fist or, or yeah. you know. So it's, uh, I would agree. It's, uh, and I think it has to do a lot with, um, you know, we're on the edge of the Bible Belt. You know, so there's a lot of faith and, and that kind of thing here in, in central Ohio. Um, we have a very diverse, you know, culturally, but also religious diversity and things here in central Ohio as well. That and the diversity really adds to it. I mean, I lived in Cincinnati for a while, and if you were not born in Cincinnati and came from Cincinnati, you were an outsider. When I moved to Columbus, I was immediately part of the inside group there is no outsider in columbus right that's right yeah we're a very inclusive group and uh and that's again what makes uh, columbus special well now it's your turn so what would you like to ask of me or of the host i'd like to ask you when you're helping family businesses and you do how involved is the next gen or do you deal usually just with the first generation the founders we, we we have dealt with up to the fourth and fifth generation and everything you've said here today is true i've been the referee between family members <laughs> where exactly. uh, the business isn't making their debt service they're not reinventing themselves uh, and there's maybe three or four or five family members in the business and two of them are you know doing okay one of them shouldn't be there and the other two are, are doing are pulling all the weight and uh and and i have been the one to sit in the room and say, hey, this is the story, you know, and you can fire me if you want, but this is what you need to hear this. Well, that's what makes uh, you and your bank so unique, and I appreciate it. The emperor has no clothes is the fairy tale that I often tell people. You need to surround yourself with somebody who's going to tell you the truth, even if you don't like it, even if it is something you don't want to hear. If it's the truth, you need to hear it. And so the bankers can't be afraid that they're going to go someplace else, and the lawyer can't be afraid you're going to lose a client. The accountant can't be afraid you're going to lose the client. If you're really doing a good service for the people that you're helping, you have to tell them the truth. That's the hardest thing. That's right. Yeah. Speaking the truth, it seems hard, but after it crosses your lips, you feel liberated. And what happens is a lot of times the people you're talking to already knew the truth. They just didn't want to face up to it. And the fact that somebody else has recognized it, they're going, oh, I guess I do need to do something about that. Yeah. You know. 
Well, that's wonderful. Well, any other final thoughts you have for us, B? No, I just appreciate being here and being asked to uh, participate, and I'm so thrilled you're doing this. Wonderful. Well, I know you're doing good work with uh, your practice. I know several of your clients, and uh, and they speak highly of you. Uh, you've got a stellar reputation, and, and thank you. You're driving the bus. Thank here you, in Central Ohio. So. Uh, I'd like to thank B for being with us today and uh, for her insights and individual contributions uh, to the Central Ohio region and for helping uh, the CBUS family-owned businesses succeed. You know, they have to uh, they have to get that uh, honest opinion and they have to have great counsel and and B sure serves that up. Uh, if you're interested in more information about our guests or podcasts, just click the link below. Remember, our region is what we make of it. So let's continue to drive the C-Bus forward. I'm Scott McComb. Thank you for joining us. Yeah.